You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national. We cover down on all of it. We are in hour number two. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, I've told you guys constantly since this show began that uh, this show may point out things that we think could be done better, but it's not going to be a gripe session. I mean, this show is designed uh, to, to give you all that it takes to go have those water cooler conversations about not just the idea that um, conservatives should have a voice, but, but what it means to, to, to know the issues and to be able to talk through the issues and talk about why you believe what you believe, but then also at the same time to be solutions-based. I mean, I, I don't ever want to be a gripe session where we're just like, oh, complain, complain. No, I mean, what I want to do is make sure that we as conservatives are, are seen as being you know, meaningfully engaged. And, uh, and also, by the way, uh, pointing out what's right. You know, in our, in our state prison system, too often you wind up hearing the negatives. The press headlines are always pointing out, you know, this thing went wrong or that construction isn't started yet or what's happening over here or the facilities aren't enough or whatever. But you know what? There's some amazing good stories that are happening. You also hear the same in education. Sometimes the education rankings aren't where you want them to be or what are we going to do about school choice or all these things are happening. Let me tell you about two stories that overlap both those boundaries. Um, it's, it's, it's J.F. Ingram State Technical College. You've literally got the prison population of the state of Alabama having a world-class opportunity for education because of a piece of the Alabama educational system. And right here in the studio with someone who I've been pleased to know for a few years, <laughs> um, uh, Annette Funderburk. Uh, she and I got to know each other in Montgomery when I was serving in the Senate, and she was working for the community college system. Um, Annette Funderburk, she currently serves as the president of Ingram State Technical College. Uh, she was appointed president in 2018 uh, after serving a year as interim prior to that. Uh, she worked for nine years prior to that with the Alabama community college system, the two-year system. And uh, and she served for 10 years in county administration in Tallapoosa and Talladega counties. She's got a master's in public administration from Troy University, and she's heavily involved in a number of um, civic uh, organizations in and around Prattville and, and around the state. And she's right now, by the way, the president uh, of the uh, uh, Alabama Community College Systems Presidents Association. I am. So with all that said, <laughs> hey, Annette Funderburg, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. What a great pleasure it is to be here and, and visit with you today and talk about the Ingram story and the opportunities that we're offering our students. Well, Ingram is a story. I mean, you know, I spent eight years in Montgomery, and there were times when I sort of knew and sort of didn't. <laughs> um, you and I would work on budget issues. You'd come by, you know, doing what you did to advocate on behalf of your department or to talk about something you cared about in a piece of legislation. Um, but then when you moved on to Ingram State, it caught my attention. I was like, what is Ingram State? Mm. And, and you and I did a podcast together, what, about mm-hmm. three years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was just, just a little old podcaster. <laughs> we had Right Side Starting Radio. Starting out early, yeah. right. Talking into a can. <laughs> um, but uh, Ingram State has a cool story. And I think the people of this state need to know what's happening sometimes. And too often the headlines don't give you the big story. Um, so tell us about Ingram State for a minute. 
Okay. Well, we are fortunate in Alabama to be forward thinking, and our legislature has the um, the great opportunity of thinking about that. Established in 1965, uh, J.F. Ingram State Technical College was de- uh, developed to exclusively serve Alabama's incarcerated population. So that's all that we do. It's solely Alabama's incarcerated population. We partner with the Department of Corrections in doing that and the Bureau of Pardons and Parole. We are a, a um, an accredited community college, uh, one of the 24 Alabama community colleges. We serve under the Board of Trustees, the Alabama Community College System Board of Trustees, and certainly um, I have the pleasure of working under uh, and with Chancellor Jimmy Baker in doing that. Um, we, we currently uh, have just consolidated all of those prison uh, education facilities in Alabama and serve 17 of Alabama's prisons, 12 of Alabama Bureau and Pardons and Parole facilities, and 20 of Alabama's counties. So we're statewide. We serve from uh, Limestone Correctional Facility all the way south to Loxley Correctional Facility and Fountain Correctional Facility in Escambia County. So we're excited to be in all 17 prisons in the north and the south. And and you told me that on the way up here today to the studio, which, by the way, thanks for coming to studio because I think it makes the interview that much more engaging. But uh, on your way up here, you actually stopped at St. Clair County Correctional Facility, which is uh, a major facility. It is. A, it's a maximum correctional facility uh, in the Department of Corrections. Um, and we are blessed to have and serve the students there, uh, even, it's, even though it's a maximum five. A correctional facility. Um, we have three programs there, uh, great uh, instructors. We have uh, masonry there, we have electrical, and we have welding, and we'll be offering carpentry there as soon as we can find an instructor. So <laughs> if there's a carpentry instructor out there willing to work at St. Clair Correctional Facility, please locate uh, and, and talk to me. I'd, I'd love to hire you. Actually, I know two people here in the area that I might need to let you know about I'd, before we get I'd, done. I'd because, love to hire Because they are actually carpentry instructors, yes. and uh, I would not be a bit surprised if they weren't interested. Um, yes. Uh, so, I mean, it's funny because I hear the lingo you're actually speaking the lingo of the prison system and the lingo of the education system at both times. I mean, I, I can tell by some of the buzzwords you use right. that, that this is the way y'all talk every day, but you've got to know both. I mean, when you just labeled, what'd you call it, maximum five, you said? Mm-hmm. So you just labeled uh, a correctional facility by its correctional facility designation, but at the right. same time, you're talking about what you're doing through education processes. Right. We really serve um, in, in three different agencies, if you will. So, um, you know, our college is through the community college system, um, and then we serve both the Department of Corrections, so we work closely with Commissioner Ham and his divisions there, uh, but certainly we work with the Bureau of Pardons and Parole with many parolees across the state of Alabama, and we work with uh, Cam Ward, Director Cam Ward, and his, his yeah. uh, different programs there. Uh, we are proud that we have the Thomasville Day Reporting Center that uh, used to be, you may know it as Life Tech oh, yeah. uh, in Thomasville. It is currently a day reporting center, and for the Bureau of Pardons and Parole, and we are building a facility inside Perry Correctional Facility okay. in Perry County. So those will be two residential day reporting centers that will serve parolees. Uh, once they are um, upon release, it will be reentry centers uh, that we will have technical programming. And that's what we focus on at Ingram. We offer long and short-term certificates for technical programming. So uh, 20 different programs. You're, you would be thinking of welding, 
barbering for the men, cosmetology for the women, um, HVAC, industrial maintenance, plumbing, um, uh, electrical, auto body, auto service technology. For the women, we offer logistics, supply chain management. We also have that in our men's facilities as well. So we are excited to offer programming at Tutwiler for the ladies there at Tutwiler. Um, So many different programming all over the state. We are focused on our students return once they're released. And we do only serve those that are about to be released. Um, Those that are going to be released from Alabama's prisons, we prepare them with a two-year degree where they can exit with a high-wage high-demand job, and then we have a job placement team that works all over the state of Alabama that works for and places them a job where they can be uh, in the program in which they've just graduated. You said something to me in that podcast we did years ago that stuck with me ever since. You said the vast majority of the prison population in Alabama is going to be released at some point. That's correct. And, And you think about prisoners, you just think about them being put away. You don't always think about them getting out. And when they get out, there's this word called recidivism, which I've, right. you know, I've, I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, recidivism is basically the recurrence of the criminal activity that got them there in the first place and sends them right back into the system. And um, this is a means of reducing recidivism. It's a, giving them a, a gainful opportunity for employment, a, a wage-earning job, uh, a, a way to support their family, um, can actually keep them out of the prison system. It really does. And with education, adult basic education and career and technical high-wage, high-demand programming, it can change their lives. It reduces recidivism rate for, for, by 43% mm. from those that would normally, in three years, return to prison. Taxpayers want, if we're going to spend money on uh, prisons, which Alabama's taxpayers do, yeah. what you want is to reduce that. You do not want them to come back to prison. Providing career and technical programming through Ingram State Technical College allows these individuals to exit prison with an opportunity of work and a value to Alabama's taxpayers. And I can just tell you, my, my experience uh, in the Senate, uh, I can remember giving this, this statistic multiple times in speeches to constituents, was that the, the second most expensive piece of the general fund budget was the correction system. Sure. And, and and if you're doing something to meaningfully reduce, I mean, it's not like you're turning people out and just setting them free and reducing their sentences. We're talking about when they get out anyway. Right. If you're meaningfully giving them an opportunity to not want to reengage crime. Right. Then you're you're meaningfully actually reducing the cost of the taxpayer. Well, many of our success stories and and our students that have exited and and once they've graduated and then reentered society have told me I have benefits. I have a job. Ingram has helped me get a job. They've helped me get a place to stay. And then I've got a job that I make a living wage with benefits. Yeah. Many of them have said, I've never had insurance before. Yeah. I've never been able to go to the dentist before. And this job provides not only that, but a retirement. Yeah. It makes it makes generational changes. It, it changes generational poverty. Well, I tell you what, we got to take our first break while you're here. Uh, so, Boomer, go ahead and run us to the break, bro. And uh, we'll do that. Listen, you're, you're listening to Annette Funderburg. She's the president of Ingram State Technical College. This is, a, this is like one of the best-kept secrets of the educational and correctional systems in the state of Alabama. And I guarantee you we're going to hear some success stories from her anecdotally here in a few minutes. But we'll talk about it. You guys stay tuned. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. 
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Uh, hey, listen, we are back in studio right now with Annette Funderburg. She's the president of J.F. Ingram State Technical College. Uh, and they have the unique mission of being the education pipeline uh, for the prison population in the state of Alabama. And, and I got to tell you, Annette, um, I was getting my hair cut. Uh, <laughs> gosh, it's been some years back. But I was sitting there getting my hair cut, and my barber, he had you know, his certificate hanging on the wall next to the chair. And just, you know, being conversational, I said, I said well, hey, so-and-so, uh, where'd you get your certificate to, uh, to become a barber one day? I was just trying to be nice. He goes, well, Phil, actually in prison. And I went, <laughs> oh, as he held a sharp object to my head. But, uh, but, but the reality was he told me, he said it was a game changer. He now owns a barbershop and has like four other barbers working for him. That's wonderful. And that's exactly yeah, that's what y'all are trying to do, story. right? Exactly. We do not want them to return to prison. I tell them all the time, our students, when I visit with them, uh, used to be white. They used to wear white uniforms. But we tell them now, I don't want to see you again in, in khaki. They wear khaki <laughs> uniforms now. I want you to come back in, in professional uh, attire and talk to our students and tell them what it's like yeah. to return to society, be, become a taxpayer, uh, pay back you know, your dues to what you've done. Um, we always say that it, that makes the difference to somebody uh, to come back and give back to them. It gives a sense of meaning. It does. uh, And purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, let me ask you this. You guys are not traditional brick and mortar, but do you have brick and mortar? I mean, are you a standalone facility somewhere, or is it all out in the different uh, uh, prisons uh, where they do the actual training and the teaching? It is all out in the prisons or with the day reporting centers across Alabama for the Bureau of Pardons and Parole. So our, our campuses or adjacent to or actually inside each of the prisons. Okay. So um, if you, you might have, a, a, like, example, Frankly Work Release Center. Our main campus is next to Frankly Work Release Center just north of Millbrook. Okay. Um, uh, Draper and Staten and Elmore Correctional Facilities, we have a campus there. We have a campus uh, adjacent to uh, um, Tutwiler Correctional Facility. Um, alternatively, at Bibb Correctional Facility, we are inside the brick and mortar there of, of the facility prison compound, and we have four programs there, um, which uh, we have close to 30 inmates in each of those programs. And across our college, the first program for our students is offered at no charge for an educational waiver. That allows them to attend that long and short-term certificate program um, at no charge, uh, where they can come out and get a job based on that particular program. We receive that funding from Alabama's legislature, uh, as well as receiving grant funds from the federal government for those programming. Okay. So you guys uh, are doing all this. Uh, is it the same program at every facility? Or do, what, what happens if somebody says, well, I got a little bit of a background in HVAC, but you don't offer it at that facility? What do they do? Well, the Department of Corrections works with us. Um, and oftentimes, if there's not an enemy uh, inside the, the facility in which they might be going to or wanting to transfer from, to or from, the Department of Corrections works well with us to transfer those students from one to the other. Um, We do not offer the same programs because we do not have the same space in each of the facilities. Uh, So what we want to do is offer varying programs at varying places so that wherever they are, they can still have an opportunity. Uh, We do participate in the Second Chance Pell program, which is provided by the U.S. Department of Education. So if a student completes one program, 
program through a Second Chance Pell uh, grant and, and loan, they can then go to a second program. And that's our goal. While they're incarcerated, to receive allow them to receive as much education as they can, whether the, the state of Alabama provides it or they, they pay for it themselves, enter into the world of work with as many certificates. Ingram also offers a Fort Lift certificate to each of our graduates, as well as the OSHA 10 certification for all of our graduates. Oh, wow, that's good stuff. And, and let me ask you this. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you all also do GED training. Is that correct? We do. Because I'm sure you have a lot of folks that, that wind up being in the system that don't even have a high school diploma. Abs- absolutely. Last year we had over 500 enroll in just the GED program, and that was really before we finished our consolidation. So as we have moved throughout the state of Alabama and increased that enrollment, we expect to enroll as many as 1,000 in the GED and uh, adult basic education programming for next year or the year that we're in. Wow. Mm -hmm. This interview is going too fast. We're about to wind up taking a break again. (laughs) Uh, When we come back, I got to tell you, um, I I want to jump into where y'all are going to be in terms of the new construction we keep hearing about with your sure. prisons. Uh, and I'd also love to hear some of the good news stories that I know you've you've experienced because you told me some of them three years ago. Yes. And I guarantee you there's been some more since then. Am yes, I right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, listen, folks, if you're not if you're not familiar, you can go look it up, by the way. They're online. You can find them. J.F. Ingram, that's I-N-G-R-A-M, J.F. Ingram State Technical College. This is the this is the 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 system. This this is what Alabama has provided to make sure that the prison population is not just being left there to to fester and rot. We've got to provide a means for them to find a better, more productive avenue of life, and and this is one of them. Education is certainly one of them, and and this is a major program. Part of it being funded with your taxpayer dollars, and it's worth knowing about. And by the way, it's good news. All right, folks. Phil Williams. Right Side Radio. More of this with Annette Funderburk. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering down on some ground across the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show is down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. And uh, back in studio right now with uh, my friend Annette Funderburk, uh, president of Ingram State Technical College. If you haven't heard part of the interview so far, Ingram State is, uh, is literally a, um, uh, a gym in the Alabama system. Uh, not a brick-and-mortar school. It's the one that goes out to where the prisoners are and gives them an opportunity to gain uh, uh, an education that hopefully will keep them off the streets and gainfully employed across the state of Alabama or beyond. Um, 
Let me ask you something, uh, Annette. So we, we've got um, a lot of headlines about the building of the new system, the new prison system, um, the new facilities. Three super prisons. Um, a lot of our facilities are aging. Uh, I toured St. Clair, where you were today, mm-hmm. a while back. Uh, and, Lord, I mean, that you talk about a facility that's seen <laughs> its prime. Um, and, and some of them are because of the overpopulation or because of the aging facilities or whatever. They're just not considered as safe as they should be. Uh, we're, we got staffing issues in some of them with our, our, our corrections uh, uh, officers, um, not having enough of them. And so the hope is that, uh, I guess, building these three new super facilities will consolidate some of that, uh, make it more manageable, more safe. Where do you all fall into that? Well, we are very fortunate that um, through the good work that we are doing at Ingram, uh, our faculty and our staff really are proving that our students are going out there and getting jobs. The legislature believes in us. Um, through the, the direction of Commissioner Ham and Chancellor Baker, we are included in the two mega mega prisons that they are really that are on board now. Yeah. Um, Elmore and Escambia counties. And um, we we have been in talks and co- conversations with them that Ingram will be inside the mega prison compound um, to offer technical programming in both of those prisons. Is it two on the slate right now? I thought two. there were three total we're talking about, but two are actually actually out for bid right now. Is that well, right? I, I, I can't speak about where they are in that process. Okay. Um, all, I, all I can say is that um, through great work of the legislature uh, and partnering with, uh, with the Department of Corrections and, and the community college system, we are um, included in, in, in having conversations with those at this point, the Elmore and Escambia. Early on when all this was going on uh, and the development of the plans, uh, uh, I had an opportunity to go and, and actually view some of the plans um, who was doing it? Was it Whore Management, I think, was actually working that? Yeah. And they, they allowed some of us from the Policy Institute to come in and have a, you know, a, a, a review of what's happening. And I remember watching them as they laid it out. They were actually telling us where the educational facility Because mm-hmm. part of the plan here is to make sure y'all had enhanced facilities for what you do. Absolutely. And I think uh, under Commissioner Ham's uh, guidance and direction, I think the idea is to offer wonderful programming uh, to return these students and and, and and um, involved citizens, justice involved citizens too, back to society with being re- rehabilitated. You can't do that unless you offer programming across the the, the, the new sites. So it, we have been in, involved in all all phases of these conversations, and I expect that we will continue to be um, and have adequate space in both of the mega prisons. Um, also at Elmore Correctional Facility, you may or may not know that Ingram has the responsibility of serving Alabama's incarcerated population that are 21 and younger that were sentenced as an adult. Mm. So we have a high school in in our Elmore County facility okay. now, yeah. um, and that facility also will be moving to the mega prison as well. Wow. Okay. So uh, you've also got an apprenticeship program. You and I were talking offline about that, which sounds very cool. Uh, which is kind of cutting edge, too, if I'm not mistaken. It is. We are so excited. Actually, we started with our first five students doing that yesterday. We worked with Alabama Office of Apprenticeship to have a federally and state-registered apprenticeship program in diesel mechanics, Um, and we have partnered with Four Star Freightliner, which is a um, diesel 
company um, in Montgomery area, in the central Alabama area. They have three or four locations, one in Montgomery, Auburn, and Dothan, and they are willing to hire our students. Uh, so we the way that it works is they will take the first semester of diesel mechanic, um, four-star freight liner, will then come in and interview them and select one, two, or five, ever how many they want to start with. Um, and then they will go to work actually at Four Star Freightliner. We only work with the work release population. So in, uh, in our language, we call those minimum out. So they have an opportunity just like anyone else that's in work release, to, to they're housed or in a residential facility, and then they have the minimum release to go out every day and go to work. So when we partner with Four Star Freightliner, that will allow our students to exit each day and earn a living wage. Yeah. A living wow. wage, which benefits the student, also benefits the Department of Corrections because the Department of Corrections will um, allow, they will earn part of that the, the student then gives the money back, 40% of that, to the Department of Corrections for their, their living expenses. Wow. Many of them will then have an opportunity to pay restitution as well as send money back to their families. That's a win-win right there. That's huge. As far as we know, we can't find any other college in the United States that offers this type of apprenticeship program where the students can leave prison and go to work earn a living wage, and then uh, Four Star is willing to hire them directly when they're, when they're released. That's, that's, that's amazing. And I, and I know, you, don't you have welding certificates also? I mean, We do. I mean, look at what, what the, the, the wage they can earn in the boatyards down there in Mobile or something like that with a welding certificate. Or for that matter, I told you the story about the barber. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me some of the story. You've got stories. I, I do know have got stories. stories. I, I mean, do. So, so <clears throat> as we hear about all this and we talk through the jargon and the technicals and whether you're going to be in the new mega prisons, what does it mean to the life? Tell me, tell me about some of the stories. Well, one of our, um, one of our students participated in a logistics program. I explained that earlier. That's uh, that's something like a supply chain management program, or yeah. that is a supply chain management. So in that program, not only do we offer a short and long-term educational certificate, but we also offer credentials. And with those credentials, um, he earned a certificate logistics associate um, and a certified logistics technician uh, certificate. And he re-entered society in August of 2022, and on August the 24th of 2022, he began work as a logistician maintenance technician in Montgomery. Since then, he has earned a $5 pay increase, (laughs) and his responsibilities have increased as well. He, he I, I would like to quote him, if I may, and he said he is so appreciative of the opportunities afforded to him through Ingram. He, um, he, Ingram has helped him from the beginning to now. Um, the the uh, logistics instructor, Mr. Holloway, teaches him about logistics. Our career coach uh, helped him find a place to live, and our job placement coordinator helped him get an interview. We helped him get the clothes that he needed for the interview. We helped him write his resume for the interview. He was then hired, and and the the place where he works is a 15-minute walk from where where he will be staying after he was released. He says, Ingram even brought me tools and ordered my birth certificate from Georgia so that he could get an official ID to cash his check. Ingram really believes in me, and for what I for that I am grateful. Without Ingram's help, I do not know where I would be. Um, and he 
he has recently purchased a car and plans to continue to stay there for a very, very long time. See, that's just that's that's beyond an education. It's like I told a student the other day, um, Ingram is more than college. It is college, or it is getting your high school diploma, but it's more than that. It's providing an opportunity of hope, providing an opportunity for these students to reenter society and pave a way for them to make a living for their families. It makes a difference. Our fathers need to be fathers. Our mothers need to be mothers. And providing a way for them to return and, be, and, and have a taxpayer uh, benefit. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's huge. And... And I, I guarantee you it goes beyond. But, but I love the fact that, that literally it didn't stop with the certificate. It, right. was, it was helping him write the resume, even helping pick out the clothes for his interview, and then even finding him a place to live and then job placement because I'm sure that there's a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit nervous, nerve-wracking, I'm sure, for somebody with his background to go try and get an interview and to have somebody help him get the interview is a leg up right there. Absolutely. Uh, um, another graduate of, of the plumbing program, uh, was released uh, with his journeyman license that he received there at Ingram. We also offer OSHA 10 cards as well. And and I said earlier that we um, last year we offered uh, we re, four, 222 received forklift certificates of yeah. our students. Um, but this particular student uh, uh, entered a entry level plumbing job. A week after he was released, he was interviewed while he was at Ingram. And upon, upon his uh, arrival at home, he resided with his mother and worked at that particular company for three months. Then he was offered a position with another plumbing company where he met his fiance, And at the same time, he uh, was able to get another raise at that second position. Now he gives money to his fiance. He provides for his kids, which he wasn't doing before he was in prison mm. or while he was in prison. And now he's able to give up to $500 a month to his mother wow. um, to help her. And he says it's, it's changed his life. It's changed wow. his life. And that's what, um, that's what we're about. I don't, I, you know, I, I would imagine that there's other presidents in the community college system who have some neat stories. But I can't imagine them, you know, having the same level of uh, life-changing stories that you get to have. Oh, oh, it's just, uh, it's just, it's heartwarming. It proves that Alabama knows what's, what we're doing in correctional education. Um, Alabama's legislature's forward thinking and knowing that this makes a difference. If we're going to have to pay for uh, and fund the corrections department and the education department. Yeah. We ought to fund them and, and provide programming, and, and Alabama does a great job. I'm very appreciative of our legislature. I'm very appreciative to what the chancellor does to lead our college, be forward-thinking and consolidating corrections education under Ingram. Uh, we have an opportunity uh, to work with Commissioner um, Ham, Director Ward, um, Director Ward has got so many great ideas in these day reporting centers to offer GED services, to offer career and technical programming. We hope to offer our CDL program that we also offer yeah. to the minimum out yeah. um, across the state. Uh, we are built, currently building a, a CDL pad at our Thomasville campus um, in, in South Alabama where the, the parolees will have an opportunity then to get their CDL uh, to see CDL 
CDL license. Uh, this is this is all cool stuff. Well, listen, we're going to come back and talk about funding as we wrap this up. We're going to take our last break. Uh, we're here with uh, Annette Funderburg. She is the president of J.F. Ingram State Technical College. And I'm going to tell you right now, if your heart has not been somewhat warmed by the idea that we're doing something good to help people better their lives and actually keep them off the taxpayer dime, uh, then you, you, you need to get warmed up in general. Uh, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right. Hey, listen, we're going to go right back now to our conversation, sort of wrapping things up with uh, Annette Funderburg. She's the president of Ingram State Technical College uh, with a mission to uh, reduce recidivism, but really to change lives by providing an educational opportunity for Alabama's prison population. That is this, and by the way, she's got a whole lot more cool stories than what we've had a chance to talk about now. <laughs> but um, but but the but the truth of the matter is, you guys do what you do. Um, it it sounds like a bit more than just a job. It's kind of a calling, is what it sounds like. Um, it certainly is. I'm so blessed to be the president of Ingram. I tell the other 23 presidents that I have the best job. <laughs> I, you know, uh, they can be a president of a, a traditional community college, and they do wonderful things across the state. We have a wonderful community college system, but but mine's the best, and I <laughs> and I have the best job. Uh, really, uh, an opportunity to as I mentioned earlier, to provide hope to those that may have felt like they've lost hope. Yeah. Uh, but but no one uh, education is something that no one can take away from you. And, huh. and once you've once you've gathered that and gained that within yourself, that's yours. That's you have earned it. Yeah. You take it wherever you're going. And um, so our students reenter society with that education and have an opportunity. Our most popular program across the system, across our colleges, uh, across our campuses, excuse me, is welding. And HVAC is right behind that. And yeah. we can place, I tell our students all the time, we can place students uh, in jobs in welding and HVAC all across the state of Alabama. Um, but of the 20, uh, welding and HVAC is the, are the most popular. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, now, I, I did see, by the way, on your website when I was getting ready for the show, and I got—I haven't even had to use my material, but <laughs> but, but, um, but I saw that you guys have a foundation. I did not know that. I mean, I used to see y'all written into the budgets uh, right. when I was in Montgomery. Uh, you and I had our podcast, you know, a few years ago, where I learned more about what you do. But I just learned literally today by going through the material that I pulled off uh, to get ready for the show. Um, that you guys actually have a foundation. I saw a golf tournament being done to raise money for it. Tell us about that. We did. We had a, a successful golf tournament in October, and we our foundation is a 501c3 where they have the opportunity um, to to um, the foundation provides things for our students that the we cannot use state funds for. So we do receive state funds from the legislature as right. well as federal funds um, for uh, the the classes, the equipment. 
the programming, building, those kinds of things. But we do not have an opportunity to spend uh, those types of funds for clothing for our students. Sometimes we purchase uh, a gift card for them to buy gas from oh, wow. so that they can get to work for the first week right after they're um, out of out of um, been reentered into society. Another very important purchase that we can do through our foundation is the purchase of a, a birth certificate or a um, their their state ID or their driving license. Um, many times, of course. Uh, if you're incarcerated, you, you go in with without any documentation. Well, we can't help you get a job if you don't have any ID. Wow. So we, we that foundation allows them to do that. So um, our golf tournament is in October. We normally have a, a foundation dinner in April or May, and we'll have that again this year. But we are certainly seeking uh, grant funding as well as any other type of sponsorships for our foundation to provide these types of benefits for our students. Um, and once they're released, we offer for them up to $250 worth of tools where they would of what they of the program that they will be entering for the job. To get those tools, the job uh, their their supervisor at that position has to write us a letter and tell us that they are employed and then we take the job the, the tools to the job site so that they have those wow. there. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So is your foundation is it actually a 501 then? It is. It's 501c3. Mhm. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Mm-hmm. We're so excited to offer them. Uh, oftentimes, like I said earlier, they don't they don't have the clothes. I mean, once they've been released, they have the clothes that they had when they when yeah. they were entered into prison. Sometimes that was ten years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, without any documentation, so there are many things like that. We've received um, different types of grants from foundations across Alabama, uh, and we're we're seeking opportunities for more grant funding. Well, uh, this has been uh, this has been huge. So. I, literally, I saw an article last last week. When we ended up the, the year, my last show of 2022, I decided I was going to do my last segment of the day just on nothing but good news stories. So we, we called it Ending on a Good Note. And um, and one of them was, uh, I think it's at Lipscomb State University in Tennessee, mm-hmm. had a big graduation ceremony. And I thought, oh, yeah, Annette yes, Funderburg. Wait yes, a minute. Think of Tennessee's us. got nothing on us. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, That's uh, right. But thank you so much for for being available today. This is this has been uh, this has been good, and um, I know my audience. I'm I'm pretty sure some of them are out there listening, wondering how best to find out where your foundation is. So if they want to, if they want to support you, where do they go? Absolutely, our website is istc.edu, and you can donate to our foundation right there on our website. Okay, tax deductible and everything. Tax deductible. Yeah, yes, that's sir. that's cool. Well, Annette Funderburg, thank you for what you do. Thank you. And uh, years of service to the state. Uh, We appreciate you, and thanks for being available today. Thank you very much. All right. Glad to be here. Folks, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. And um, listen, we'll we'll do those things continually, because like I said before, I want you guys to know the good stuff going on around you. Uh, Annette Funderburk, Ingram State Technical College, doing good things. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back.